All right, ready? One, two, two three. three. I was that was not. I'm gonna leave it up to you, man. No, come on. <laughs> you want to do it again? I want to do it again. It's my favorite All part. Right. All right. <laughs> One. One. Two. Two. Three. Three. The cool. clap was off, but two and three are great. So we were synced on two and three. So just keep that in mind. I'll do my best. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Friends podcast. Uh, Andrew and I are here, and uh, we had quite the uh, quite the adventure getting started here. Episode have... number four, and we're pretending like we didn't have to start it twice, but hey, man. We... It's podcast growing pains. I mean, I feel like it's funny because I feel like uh, I feel like you and I probably know a little bit more about podcasting than than most people are like people who would start off just from nothing. Right. But um, nonetheless, it's hard to get two people synced up when they live in different places. Yeah. Well, we took on a, quite the task because we're streaming it live on Twitch. We're streaming it with video and we're also recording audio at a quality where we want it to be very acceptable. So we're recording Correct. our own audio in a recording program. Um, but I love it. Honestly, you know, like we started the podcast just to have fun, talk about anything but I've legit learned a lot. And I think that uh, learning this just helps all sorts of things. Like I'm so excited to take on this challenge and all that. And somebody in the comments was like, yo, it's like we're in the podcast studio with you. And it's, oh, Josh said it. Um, and it's true. Like, I like that. And I think about listening to that and all that. And it's like, yo, yeah, that's awesome. That's sick that we got to like listen to them, figure it out. Also, listen to this sassy comment. I'm sorry, why do we have to clap? Just hit record and wait a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has to clap. If you're not clapping when you're watching, it fucks the whole thing up. It's like Tinkerbell. We're basically, the, the podcast is basically like Tinkerbell, where if you're not clapping, we basically die. Yeah. Um, no, the clap is so when we send each other our separate audio files and we're counting one, two, three, and you hear it, it gives like some kind of... Uh, congruency what's the because you can look at you can look at the audio waveforms and you can see like a big spike where you say one a spike where you see two a spike where you see three and then a spike where you clap so it's these four big these big spikes uh in a sea of nothing because you're not saying anything else and then you can just sync those four those four moments up so you know exactly where to sync mm -hmm. um when you're putting the two audio to, to two separate audio files together that's show business baby because there's no way Andrew and I would be able to hit record at the same time, you know. It's like when it's like a clacker, like the the Hollywood clackers, you know, where you're like action and then you clack it and it's so loud that like you can see that that moment on on the waveform in the audio waveform so you can know exactly when action was called, you know. Yep. So. And that's show business, baby. I like how you said that twice. You're like they need to know that this is show business. Yeah, I just wanted you to acknowledge the joke. Let me tell you something. I ca <laughs> I called you earlier. <laughs> and you're, you answered the phone like this. You said, I called you up and it's ringing and you pick it up and you're like, hey, Frank. And I was like, it it, it like took me aback for a second because I was like, why did you use my name? You know what I mean? Like, it's a weird thing. Like, let me let me ask you guys in the chat or if you're if you're listening at home, like, is it weird when people you're really close with use your name? Like when they address you, it's almost like saying a full hello. Well, like if you answered the phone and you were like, hello, Frank, I right. would be like, holy shit. Like, that's how I would know if someone said that to me. That's how I would know that, like, 
you were literally taken over by an alien. And that would be like the, the thing you say, like under duress, you know, like if like if you called me up and I was like, boy, the corn shirt is growing tall today, then you'd know that I was being held held hostage and you'd know to come rescue me because that would be like the code word. That's the thing I say under duress. Right. Is it? So, I like, should if, know this if I need to be their friend and help you. I thought we I thought we talked about this. The corn is growing tall. The cor- the corn's growing tall today. Yeah, that's a that's just a. I felt like that was just our thing that we've always had, you know. Our dude, we need to talk about that. I did not know that that was a, a thing. It's... So if you're in duress, you're gonna tell me the corn is growing tall. I would definitely now, as of this moment, I will definitely say that if I'm ever, if I'm ever, uh, if I ever can't speak openly to you on the phone. Okay, I like that. I love a good friend inside joke too. But yes, I know what you're saying. Um, and it is funny when you say somebody's name. I think about it, it adds more emphasis than uh, maybe even like swearing, you know? Like if you're it's like, almost oh, like it's it's almost like too intimate. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not I wouldn't say it's intimate. It's just it adds it adds a level of emphasis that it's so simple that you stop and you don't realize you're like, wait a minute. That's weird. <laughs> JT said, absolutely. Especially when my wife does it. I feel like she's T1000. I'm like, yeah, exactly. For sure. When if you I get addressed like, by your name, like you're in trouble or something's like very, uh, something's happening. Something's or important. The, the other person is basically saying, I need you to stop what you're doing and listen because everything that follows your name is very important. Yep. Um, no. Okay. So let's, in terms of like, uh, the corn is growing tall today. For those out there listening, if you're under duress, you don't want something really obscure like that. You want something more common like, oh, I'm just going to the store later. Like something that's just a regular piece of conversation because you don't want... Because if you're being held hostage and someone's got a gun to you and they're like, you just need to act normal. The last thing you're going to be able to get away with on the phone is saying something like the corn is growing tall today. So don't use that if you're under duress. It's way too obscure. Okay, wait. So are we not doing that then? I don't think it's good. Okay, well, I need to know that because I take the these is, things super seriously. The point is, if you call me and say, hello, Frank, I'm just going to know. I'm going to hang up the phone immediately. and I'm going to be like, we've been compromised. And then I'm just going to pack up all my my material possessions that are important. And I'm just going to head towards some sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe like the desert. I, You know, I'd look into like, probably, I'd probably leave America, I think. I feel like I'm going to make you move the country like five times accidentally. Cause I'm going to forget about it. You, and then, are like, you going to say day, like, hello, Frank to me, like a bunch, like on the phone. Like, is that how you answer? Like normally? Occasionally it depends on the mood that I'm in. Today was like a really like, have you ever experienced a day where I was really proud of today, but you, you have a day <laughs> where I was proud of today. You don't want to do anything in your day, but you know, you need to do what's in oh, your day. Oh boy. As a dude, as a content creator with like no boss, God, I know that feeling. Yeah. Because so today, no one's going to hold me accountable but me. Right. And then, like, it gets to be, like, the 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 admin of that. So you have, like, a completely open schedule. You, it doesn't matter. It's applicable, I think, to anybody. But you have the things that just aren't fun, but deep down you know they need to be done because the only person it negatively affects at the end of the day is, is you. you. No one else is bothered by this. So today was my day of that where I was like, listen, I've been putting it off. It's Friday. Everything gets done. And it's it was, Friday, my dudes. It is Friday, my dudes. And you it was miserable. 
Uh, I thought it was. It, it is. Uh, it is when it is Wednesday, right? But yeah. I just made it Friday because it's not because it works. It's just, oh, today is the day of Rebecca Black. Is that still a thing? No, no, nah. it's not. And it, and we need to keep it that way. It's good. We're good. Okay. Well, anyway, what, um, so it was a yeah, it was I'm a grindy day, was. but it was a productive day, and it it kind of put me to this point of strange i felt like i was going insane because i was so productive and i was so happy i was getting it done yet at the same time i was so sad cuz i hated every bit of it and <laughs> every time like a friend would call me or i'd get distracted i'd be like all right yeah i needed that so when you called me i was like hype i was like ooh it's frank so it yes. was like an extra it was an extra emphasis it wasn't just an ordinary call cuz i was like oh a distraction when i need it thank goodness yeah, so say it's a it's a real Save by the Bell situation. I guess you could say that. I don't really remember much of Save by the Bell. I just remember that I liked the characters. It's funny because when you look back at Save by the Bell now, which and, and there's a lot of shows like this now, um, the characters are kind of shitty. Like really? Zach Morris is actually a. I think Zach Morris is a pretty terrible human being, right? And there's like a lot of homophobic jokes, and there's all kinds of like, it's a real. Like shows like even Friends, like if you look back at Friends, I remember watching Friends in like early 2000s, like whenever it was on the air, like late 90s. And like it was enjoyable. It was like yeah. the, the peak of TV at the time. Yeah. Right. And this was pre Seinfeld. Yep. Um, and Ross was fine. I never noticed anything out of the ordinary. But if you look back on Ross now, he's kind of a shitbag. <laughs> There's all hey, these Ross, shows that just don't age bag. well. Um, I have a hilarious thing to tell you on on our little podcast and he's like this was a, an uber conversation in los angeles we get I can't in the tell uber. If this means it's a i can't okay so i wasn't sure if this is a super conversation or a conversation that that is that revolves around an uber oh um well it was just a, it's a funny anecdote it's a funny thing that happened right no because the the german word uber means super oh so i wasn't oh. sure if it was a super conversation or, oh, okay. I, I right. Like right, I have right. one, I have one Uber conversation for you, like a like a super conversation for you. You know what I mean? You know what's funny is if you had said that to me in the year two thousand, it would have only been a super conversation. Right, because that yeah, that's true. There's actually several years after the year two thousand that you could have said that to me, but I safely backdated to a year where there would you'd really get the joke. Andrew did. Andrew did say uh, antecdote, and I was like, well, that's a weird place to put an extra T there. A superfluous tea there. Antecdote. <laughs> Ant antidote. I have the antidote. <laughs> Is the antidote in the form of an Uber story? I met the first black guy on Friends, Frank. Wait, what does that mean? He was my Uber driver. What? He was very proud to tell me. That's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. See, that believe... sounded completely like a joke when you said it. And I was like, wait, what? No, it was real. This I is the story? Yeah, I believe his name was Tim Henderson, but I feel like that's such a regular name that I'm messing it up. But he had such like a regular, it was like Tim or something What's like that. What's wrong with having a regular but, name? No, I know. I just I wanted to like bring it up because he had an IMDB. Let me see if I can find my search history. Because he like in the car. Oh, he was that's like, super easy then. Yeah, I would, I would, that would, that should be easy to find. How long yeah, ago was this? Last night. Wait, mm -hmm. I just casually brought up friends on the podcast and last night you got an Uber that was driven by the first black guy on friends. Yes. Yeah. That's real. That happened. Also, that's discouraging because I would, I'd have hoped his career, like, cause that was like 20 years ago. Probably. I would, I would have hoped his like career took off to a point where like 
he wouldn't be driving Uber, you know what I mean? Tim Hutchinson. He was driving because he liked it. He was like 61 or something like that. And he was oh, just like, yeah, cool, I like the conversation. That's cool. And look at that. Now he's on, now we're talking about him on the podcast. That's kind of crazy. Super cool. Yeah, Tim Hutchinson, uh, an actor and producer known for Malcolm X. What did he do? There's like a bunch of things. But yeah, in 1996. Did you say known for Malcolm X? Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the Spike Lee movie? Yeah, it's it's a short one, though, so I don't know. Like, They probably just threw him that. Speaking of which, Malcolm X by Spike Lee is probably one of my... Like, I, that's a movie I've seen like three times, and it's like four hours long. It's a very really? good movie. Yes. It's got Denzel Washington. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I see him on the cover. Anyway, um, yeah, pretty crazy. And we were going to... Um, why am I spacing the name? In Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee... Jerry Seinfeld goes to Cantor's <laughs> with um, Seth Rogen. Huh? Oh, yes, so they do. They they do go to Cantor's. We were taking Seth an Rogen Uber to Cantor's. Seth Rogen comments about how he loves it. Yeah, it was super good. Um, That's my story. Someone, someone in the chat said, uh, I think Friends was the first thing I ever saw Paul Rudd in. Uh, that's sad because he was in Clueless as well with Alicia Silverstone, and Clueless is a fantastic '90s movie. I love a so. good hidden star in early movies moment. And the, the funny thing is, Paul Rudd looks the same now as he did in Clueless, so he's got that going for him. True. Uh, Nicholas Cage in Fast Times at Ridgemont High is that? Uh, he was not in that movie. Are you sure? Who are you thinking of? The dude that flips burgers? Is it was Nicolas Cage in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I <laughs> This is definitely an episode of us consulting the Google. But that's okay. Can we call Judge, the episode Googling stuff? It looks like Judge Reinhold flips burgers. Oh, he does. Oh my god. Oh, what is up, Frank? Andrew with the oh movie my trivia. God. That's so obscure. Yeah, that's where he became my favorite actor. That's so obscure, dude. I like that I knew Judge Reinhold was uh, was flipping burgers with him. I didn't know that Nicolas Cage was. Judge Reinhold actually went on to go into he played uh, the Eddie Murphy's like partner in uh, Beverly Hills Cop movies. Wow. So this is some weird ass trivia you guys are getting here about about uh, <laughs> obscure actors that were in movies from twenty five years ago. So. Yeah, there you go. That's that's what I like to tune into my podcasts for. Yeah, they started with, uh, God, what did we even start with? Some ridiculous nonsense. Oh, yeah, the, we're still talking about the, the you calling me Hey Frank, though. Like, that's super weird, right? It is super weird, yeah. What about, <laughs> what about a significant other? Like, what if you're with a significant other and they're like, Hey, Andrew. It adds like, emphasis. No, it feels weird. It's so weird. It's emphasis because you're either in trouble or they super love you in that moment. Okay, so here's the thing. If you're with someone and you tell them you love them and then you put your name put their name on the end, like that seems that's okay, right? Because that's a really strong intimate moment, right? It adds emphasis, yeah. That I think that adds emphasis. But like I don't know, just saying it like in casual conversation, it feels rigid, right? It feels impersonal and it it's funny cuz adding the name almost makes it feel less personal than if you didn't add the name. And I think I've had this conversation before. Oh, it hundred percent does, but because it adds it's, emphasis. It's, but sometimes it doesn't though. It just feels awkward. 
That's emphasis. That's awkward emphasis. <laughs> That's awkward emphasis. I feel like you just, I feel like we just did an infomercial. You're like, you know that feeling? That's awkward emphasis. <laughs> I feel like I actually could do like a good um, awkward emphasis commercial. Hello. Okay. Welcome to Awkward Emphasis. Ever been a situ- ever been in a situation with your pals and wanted to make something feel a little weirder than it needed to be? Hello, Frank. Why don't we podcast soon? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Here, here. Let me. Hey, guys, what's going on? I'm just gonna give my friend Andrew a call right now. So hold on, I'm gonna call my buddy Andrew up. Now sure. it's gonna ring. Ring, 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 ring. He probably doesn't answer on the first ring. Ring, ring, ring. He wants to play it cool. Ring, well, it's ring. it's rung like six times. I don't know what's taking him so long. Ring, ring, ring. Oh, there it is. I'm getting a call from Frank. What's up, Frank? What's up? No, it just feels so awkward. I just, I, so, <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I think the what's up actually tempered it a little bit. I didn't feel as awkward when you said what's up. Okay. Right? You didn't um, say what's up, though. You said hey. No, I, I said hello, Frank. Did, you did not say hello. There's <laughs> yeah. no way, dude. <laughs> I think I did. There's no way. Hello, Frank. All right. So if I'm like, hey, Andrew. Like, you, know, you got to do this low, creepy voice, too. You're like, hey, Andrew. How are you? I would think you were in the bathtub. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, you're listening to uh, Andrew Radio. I, you're the star of Andrew Radio. That would be Frank hosting a jazz night in the bathtub and then thinking about me and being like, I'm going to call Andrew to see what song I should play next. I think it's worth noting that it's pretty dangerous to take baths with electrical devices uh, nearby, whether it's a... Go ahead. Does a cell phone count for that? No, but I assume that I'm like, if I'm I'm broadcasting from the bathroom, I got a laptop or like a a computer nearby, right? Or a microphone. I picture you doing a mic arm and it like pivoting from the... The bathroom, the outside of the like ba- the like almost like the counter, and you just extend it out, and it's. I mean, who floating. hasn't done that? Who hasn't brought their mic arm with their four hundred dollar mic into the bathroom to to broadcast? Yo, we've all been there, right? Fuck around and record a podcast, an audio podcast episode in the bathtub. Wait, we would we each be in our own bathtubs? <laughs> No, that feels too weird. That feels oddly sexual. I don't like Like, that. Like, I don't want to be, right. Like, I don't want to be in my bathtub and know you're in your bathtub. And, like, we're obviously naked. Like, I'm just not, that's just not a place I want to go yet. Uh, No, No not at all. I'm saying I want to. No matter how many Hello Franks you send me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I want to be the guest on a podcast and not tell them, but record the whole thing in my bathtub. I don't think that's weird, though, like because only you know that, right? Like they would. Would would you tell them afterwards at the very end? Thanks for joining us. By the way, uh, you're welcome. I I filmed or I I recorded this whole thing. I was in the bathroom. I would not. film it. I was I was scrubbing the filth off my body while we recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody takes a bath to get clean, right? That's not a thing. Um, no, baths are tempted. Not what am I saying right now? Baths are. You primarily for relaxing, I imagine. I cannot, like, what is that, right? Like, you never be like, oh, man, I'm dirty. I have to take a bath. Like, that's, as an No, adult, because then you're just literally sl- slitting ar- sliding around in your own filth, right? Like, that's the thing I never understood about baths. I'm like, if you're dirty, yeah. you're just literally swimming in the in the filth, right? 
Yeah, it's weird. It's not ideal. It's not an ideal situation. What? Why? Why is it? I'm trying to think. I'm going back to like because when you're a tiny child, it's always it's bath time. You have to take a bath. Right. Where? Because you... kids can't have kids can't have showers. You know what I mean? Because they're small. So at what point? I don't remember as a child. Is it when you can stand? When do I you... want to tell you something. As someone without kids, I I wonder these things too. I wonder as a parent how you know when your child's ready. You're like, well, maybe it's today's shower day. I don't know. What are they? What are you six years old? I guess that's a good age. Is it four? Is it ten? I don't know. I don't know what the shower age is. Yeah, I'm not sure either. What Do you that? just keep trying until you get it? You're like, well, it's too. You know, it's Tuesday. I guess we'll try. We'll try. Oh no, you're still too small. All right, we'll try again in what a year? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to like figure these these steps out. You know. Yeah. And somebody, somebody in the chat said that they can have showers, but most are freaked out by it, which is. That's a funny concept to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> as an adult, you're too far as removed an adult, from it. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. No, no, I can't even understand being freaked out by a shower. Like, standing it's so funny water. That's like, one thing, bud. But if that's coming from the ceiling, we're out. <laughs> that's. I don't trust that make, for a fucking second. If we made a makeshift pool in the bathtub in the bathroom every other day, that's fine. But if it just comes from the ceiling, I'm out. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> oh. Somebody said, uh, my son decided at eight he wanted to shower. Okay, so that's a line. We have a line. At least we have something. A, it feels weird if I was a kid to make that decision. You know what? I'm going to be like, you know what? I think I'm a, I think it's a shower day, Mom. I'd be like, how would you know? Because you don't have any prior shower experience. You know what I mean? Well, going back to episode one or two where I was telling you about um, falsely solidifying facts that I make up in my head. Given that comment of a uh, son taking a shower at eight, I would just say that it's illegal for children to shower under eight years old. <laughs> oh, so you just make a, a law. You right. just make a fake law. Yeah. And then and that if, covers if, it all. But okay. Someone also said, uh, someone also said, I've been giving my kids showers since they were babies. It's so much faster and less annoying. So it makes me wonder if you were just, you know, hindering yourself unintentionally mm -hmm. because maybe you should be giving them showers at six because it's just easier. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't either, man. And I wonder, it's weird because I wonder, like, if as a parent, I'm just going to know these things. Like, where do you get this information? Do you just Google it? Because, like, See, our that, parents didn't have Google. That comes back to the thing of being, like, I'm afraid that I'm not ready to be a parent. Because, like, But there's... no one, like, knows this, right? Like, you don't, like, learn all of this and then become a parent, right? Correct. That ha it Absolutely. Like it's, it's life, right? Like you, you start doing something and then you just figure it out as you go. But I would just imagine that there's like, there's probably like homey parents, like, right. Like you like make your friends that also have kids, their friends, you know, like the kids are friends. You make friends with the parents and you're probably learning together and you're like, Oh, did your kid do this or this? And like, Oh cool. I did this, whatever. But I feel like there would just be a couple things where I would be like, that's weird. I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, I mean, like, where can we go as non-parents? I don't know if, if our, I think I feel like our, our sky, our, our ceiling is pretty low, you know? Totally. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I'm going to record a podcast in the bath one day. Are you going to tell me when it's over? I'll call you. I'll say, Hey Frank, 
Wait, so wait, are we? I assume we're not going to be live streaming that episode. You're going to be like, yeah, I just can't today. I'll be like, okay, that's weird, but that's his bath episode. That's we just know. Yeah, that's but see, that's (laughs) wait, no, Frank, that's when I'm in duress. You'll call me and you'll be like, are you streaming today? And I'll be like, no, I think I'm going to take a podcast or I'm going to record the podcast in the bath today. And then I'll just be like, all right, weird flex, but okay. And they'll be like, man, that sure does sound like something normal Andrew would say. Maybe if he said something about the corn growing tall, we'd be suspicious. But him (laughs) him recording a podcast in the bath, that's normal. God, every week he's he's recording the podcast in the bath. This is totally uh, not out of the realm of possibility, thankfully. Well, and then I'll be like, well, I'm glad you're okay. See you later. How did we get here? (laughs) I mean, that's kind of the theme of the podcast, right? I feel like there's no real... I'm never surprised at where we end up because it's all... That's just how it goes, you know? Yeah, that's... It's all tangents. That's super true. Are you going to the hot sauce cook-off in Florida? Did that happen yet? No. Are you going to come back? Oh, I wish. I, I think when, I'm going to come back is in it? December. Oh, that seems good, though. We can hang mm-hmm. out in December. Yeah. When uh, Do you know when it is? No. Is Dan's around? Dan's and Elk Tears were talking about coming down for it, and I would definitely go if that's the case. But mm. outside of that, I really don't know if I'd go by myself. I wouldn't go by myself. Well, I mean, the funny thing is I would only go for the camaraderie because as you learned with me, sure. uh, I uh, I have the spice tolerance of a tiny child. Your spice tolerance is actually unbelievably bad. I've never seen anything like it before. <laughs> like, I feel like your I feel like your mouth is literally under underdeveloped. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's another parenting thing. When do you in, introduce spicy foods? Because I didn't have spicy foods, and now I have I have the spice tolerance so, of a child. Spicy foods kind of reminds me of like alcohol, right? Like you kind of give your kid a sip of like you're like, hey, what are you? <laughs> Damn it, Frank! No, <laughs> no, listen to this, listen to this. No, no, no. Like you know when you're ten or when you're eight or when you're twelve or however you're super young, and your kid's like, hey, can I try? And you're like, yeah, sure, have a sip. And then they'll like have a sip of beer, right? And they'll be like, ah, this is terrible. And then they they just don't want it again after that. But then like like everyone's done that. Everyone as a kid has had a sip of beer or like a sip of of what their of, of like wine or whatever their parents are drinking. So I had and, a sip um, of hot sauce and then I'm out. Right. So like for me, I think like my parent, my dad would always put like uh, hot red pepper flakes on food, like you know the the spice, right? Like the red pepper flakes. And eventually, like I would just start putting them on things, and I was like, oh, "This is pretty good. This is a good." Uh, this is a son. <laughs> when they are three months old from babyhood. Is babyhood a word? Babyhood. It's the prequel to Robin Hood. Yeah, it goes babyhood, then Robin Hood. They're just saying that you show them that movie when they're three months old to help develop their spice tolerance. It feels like something that happens gradually over time, though, right? Like, I mean, I feel like the first time you have something spicy, you're not going to like it. The second time, you might not like it. But the third time, it's like, you know, you you get to a point where, like, you're kind of growing used to it. Like, it's, it's it's an acquired taste. It's literally, I think, um, the definition of an acquired taste, you know, because you just keep keep liking it a little bit more. That actually makes sense. <laughs> My mom started me on Smirnoff Ice when I was young. I was hooked. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. That sounds it sounds terrible when you say it like that. This chat is a podcast in itself. I'm nope. telling you, dude, we're open up Zencaster. Everyone's joining in. It's just gonna be a whole ruckus. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be an open forum. It's gonna be a town hall meeting. 
this is why I do like streaming podcasts because you get a lot more, not material per se, but like, it's a lot more, um, there's a, there's a better momentum. It feels like, you know what I mean? Like sure. there's a lot of things to pull from. Although I hope that it's not like if anybody's listening audio wise without the stream, I hope they're not like, Oh, now they're talking about nothing. Well, I mean, I no, because we I, well, because I always like to, I always like to read the comments so people know exactly what we're referring to. Like mm-hmm. Josh, for example, said my sister and I used to drink pepperoncini juice and see who could drink more. Um, that just sounds like drinking pickle juice almost. I feel like those are very similar acidic, uh, vinegary tastes. And um, pepperoncinis themselves are are delicious. What's the difference between a pepperoncini and a and a banana pepper? Is pepperoncini just hotter? Where did broccolini come from? Where did it come from? Like, what are, what's its origin? Since when? Since when did it first appear? Why didn't you tell me about broccolini, Frank? Broccolini is delicious. I've only just heard. It's very. It's a very underused vegetable. Where was I? Where has it been? What Look, you is can't it? blame. You can't blame other people for your ignorance, Andrew. Okay. It's it's like asparagus. Yeah, it's broccoli. like a, it's like a, it's like a thin asparagus. Yeah, it's it's delicious. Where did it come from? What are you asking me? What's wrong with you? You're being very strange. You sound like a robot that's come from the future. <laughs> and it's asking, you're asking all these questions, but like, because you just want to understand humankind. Where did it come from? <laughs> Explain broccolini to me, Frank. Episode four, Andrew got abducted by aliens, answered the phone. Hello, Frank inquires <laughs> about where to find broccolini. Tell How- me about your broccolini. Why hot sauce infiltrates his defenses and asks how to grow corn taller. The name broccolini is a registered trademark of man packing. Is that a real thing? Like it's a literally like a corporation owned vegetable. That's See, I told you it came from seen. somewhere. <laughs> this is the most crazy thing I've ever seen. I just would have assumed it was, uh, you know, a plant that grows in the wild and you could just harvest it like, like you do. As an alien yourself, you would probably know about harvesting, I would imagine. Human aliens made broccolini. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Um, why is it that banana-flavored things don't taste like banana? <laughs> I get <laughs> I, uh, lost in that thought. Let me tell you something. Mike loves... Mike, my roommate, a uh, good friend of mine, loves banana-flavored anything, and it's the weirdest thing ever, dude. Dude, it's so good. You too. I love bananas and I love banana flavored things, but it is two entirely different things. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, uh, you know, man, I think it's just, I think it's just, yeah. Like someone said, it's just too complex to simulate. I think, and I think it's just, I think that's just as simple of an answer as you're going to get. Like, it's just, sometimes you can't simulate flavors because you're not, it's not made from bananas, you know? But if they, there's so many other flavors that are so easier to simulate. Yeah. Why do you sound so sad? Don't don't be. (laughs) Hello, Andrew. Don't be sad. That one actually really got. I was like, oh, but why not the bananas? (laughs) But yeah, like it's funny because you've been living with banana flavored things for like what thirty years almost, and it's like, well, I feel like if you're not used to it now, I didn't like burst any bubble for you. But I've never had the platform to inquire. (laughs) Well, here we are. I'm glad I'm glad you can express yourself. One day I'm going to grow up and I'm going to start a podcast with my pal and I'm going to finally ask. All right, this is it. This was the whole reason you wanted to start this podcast was because you just wanted to come to the episode 
where you can finally ask about banana flavored things and uh, get to the truth of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you... Bananas are gross and shouldn't be taught. Bananas themselves? That seems or like banana flavored things. Bananas themselves are good. I enjoy a good banana. I just wish they didn't go bad in like 13 seconds. Oh my God. They like, are a I'll time buy, bomb of fruits. I'll buy a four, I'll buy four bananas on Monday. By Tuesday, three of them are gone and I'll have to, I've eaten, I've eaten one. Three of them are like wilted. I mean, they're like, they're like completely brown and, and mushy. And I'm like, wow, it's only been like 12 hours. This is so weird. Have you ever tried to freeze? This was a thing um, that I, I started doing when I was making like protein shakes where I was just like freezing bananas before they would go bad. But the first banana that I did, I did something really stupid and I wonder how many people have also done this. Can you oh, guess oh, oh. what I did? The first banana? Yeah. Like the first man on the moon, right? The first banana? Yeah. I have no idea what you did with this first banana. I froze it with the peel on. <laughs> do you not do that? <laughs> I never knew you didn't do that. I wouldn't even think about that. I would just toss it in the freezer. That's exactly what I did. Because somebody's like, well, yeah, just freeze regular bananas. You can then use them for protein shakes, blend them up, whatever. I'm like, that's brilliant. But then the peel freezes to the banana and you have right. to like shave it. It, doesn't, it. it ruins it entirely. It completely ruins it. But then if you peel it, then you're fine. I've never thought about that before. I would have just, I would have literally just grabbed a banana and been like, huh, toss it in the freezer. Oh, like, I wouldn't <laughs> I'm even, glad I'm not I would, alone. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even think to unpeel that. Because yeah. Like I, because any other fruit, like sometimes, you know, you'll peel an apple if you don't want the skin or whatever. But like, I'm never going to peel an apple and stick it in the freezer, right? So like, this is a very rigorous situation. There's very few fruits, you, few fruits, few fruits. That you would stick in the freezer. Yeah. And especially with like an inedible peel. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, because yeah. I just look at peels on fruit as like their protective casing. So why wouldn't I? It's like if you're freezing a piece of candy, it's like if you're freezing a Snickers bar, would you take the wrapper off of it first and stick it in the, in the, in the freezer like that? N probably not. Right? No, that's what nightmares are made of. Nobody does that. <laughs> what are you, a maniac? Yeah. Right, exactly. So like, it's weird to like that. I would have never, that would have never crossed my mind. And I appreciate this. Uh, I appreciate this lesson that you've given me, dude, I'm here to help. And I'm, I'm here to admit my defeats and my, my losses. That was one of them. Luckily, bananas are like the cheapest thing in the world. They are proportionally cheap for what you get. And also, uh, it's worth noting that, um, if you want to make banana bread, one thing to do is when your bananas are going bad, you can freeze them and then you can just use them for banana bread with the peel off. Preferably. If you guys ever go to someone's house and they offer you banana bread and the banana still has its peel on it, just fucking leave. Just get out of there. Yeah, no, don't get out of there. Except if it was me the first time that I froze a banana, then please don't judge me. But I don't I think, but I don't, well. but here's the thing. I don't think you're going to take the banana out of the freezer and then cut it up with the peel on and bake that into banana bread, right? You would have stopped before that point. Oh, you know. You know what right. you did wrong. So, like, if they baked it into the banana bread with the peel on it, just just leave. Just don't <laughs> That person is beyond saving. Get on out of town. When They're you gone. make banana pudding, I learned a trick that you get the pudding-flavored vanilla, and then the, the bananas add the flavor. You don't double banana. What would be the second banana if you did double banana? How do you mean? Banana-flavored banana flavored pudding. pudding? 
But aren't you making the pudding? Well, I like I think when I tried it, I made like I did it with Jello pudding. pudding. Well, so you're not like you're not like making. Stop fucking saying pudding. <laughs> but you're not like making the pudding. Like I thought you when you were making it from scratch, you know. You're just like when I I bought I bought the mix I bought the no. banana pudding. No, mix. you are making it from scratch because you you do the pudding stuff. <laughs> you take the box, you get the box of pudding, and then you. <laughs> just, just stop, man! Just stop! Stop! Stop what, Frank? Just stop saying pudding. <laughs> okay, but what did you say? You said when you're making banana pudding, right? Can I say and it then, or not, man? And then, <laughs> and then you said the trick is to get the vanilla pudding. But I'm like, if you're already getting the pudding, you're not making it, right? You're just buying banana pudding and putting some bananas in it, right? No, like, okay, we love barbecue food, right? When we go Correct. to barbecue and we get dessert and you order banana pudding... <laughs> It's more than just the. <laughs> it's more than just the pudding. <laughs> There's all sorts of fixins too. Like what? What kind of fixins go with the? Uh, what was the dessert again? What banana pudding. <laughs> you have the fresh sliced bananas, and you have the whipped cream, and you have vanilla wafers. Yeah, those are all delicious accoutrements for the for the banana pudding. <laughs> and then all together, that makes the pudding. And the banana taste comes from the nanas. You not... totally said a whipped cream. You totally did. I was like, well, I'm not going to say it because we're too busy on the pudding here. But you said what? Whip. You said those are whipped the whipped cream, and that was real emphasis, heavy emphasis on the wh there. Oh man. So use the vanilla kind. So, guys, if you're making banana pudding at home, just use the vanilla pudding and add bananas to it because the bananas will flavor it. They do the rest for you. What if you got a different flavor pudding, like strawberry pudding, and then you added bananas to it? I'm not here to judge, but I don't think that would come out good. (laughs) I appreciate that position. I agree with you on both counts. (laughs) Ooh, that was a laugh, my guy. The strawberry pudding is this? I don't... You know what? Probably. Fuck it. Every kind of pudding exists. I would imagine it has to. There's like a whole grocery aisle just for... <laughs> Go ahead. What, what's it, what, is that, what is that aisle dedicated to? Pudding. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> have you ever seen those memes uh, which are based on real things from like the 70s where most of it is just jello-based nonsense where they're like they're just like old old timey meals that you could make in like the 70s and it's all gelatin based like it's like put slices of ham and cucumber in this jello mold and you got dinner and it's like what the fuck are you talking about why would you ever make this you know what I'm talking about about? spam no I'm literally talking about jello but like they would they would just stick any kind of um like any kind of food, any kind of nonsense food that you have around the house. 
I'm gonna troll. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you and link it in the chat. Okay, that's great. Ooh, we're involving the chat. I've always wanted to do this. Here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna send it right here in the chat so you guys can take a gander. And if you guys are listening at home, I just Googled Jello recipes, and it's 17 horrifyingly disgusting retro gelatin recipes. And uh, it's a BuzzFeed article. And like you can just... Did you click on it? Are you open? Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There it is. You can see it in there. Wait. Can you see it on my... What? No? It's... What? No, I just linked it in Discord and I linked it in chat. So you just... You pick your poison as to where you want to look. But this shit looks horrifying. You pick your pudding. Cottage cheese and salmon mold. Cucumber relish salad. This isn't real. There's no way. No, this is 100% real. This is lime. just photo filters that they me, scanned. Let me, no, let me tell you something. Lime cheese salad is number six, right? Dissolve one package lime jello in one cup hot water. <laughs> Add three quarters cups cold water. So you're basically just making the jello, right? Two yeah. tablespoons vinegar, one teaspoon grated onion. You fucking lost me right there. You want me to add grated onion to lime jello? Who grates jello? an onion? When has that ever been a thing? Pour half cup mixture into one quart ring mold. You know the ring molds? Like ring the worm? big cake. The, the ring molds. Like it's like it's like how you make a, like a pineapple upside down cake. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's oh, a big cylindrical yes. mold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so they used to use these all the time for the jello things. Chill until firm. Chill remaining jello until slightly thickened. Then fold in one cup cottage cheese. One tablespoon mayonnaise. Blend it. Pour onto firm jello. Chill until firm. Unmold. Garnish with salad greens. Fill center with seafood salad. Nothing about this sounds appetizing. Wait, are we still? Oh my God, we're still in the same lime cheese salad. Yes, that was the same recipe. Dude. The whole thing. Oh no. Final steps, toss in trash. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, that's the thing. This is absolutely made up. There's no way this is made up, right? Oh, actually, that one's scanned from like a newspaper. Right. This one says 1973 Curtain Publishing is incorporated in New York, New York. Like, it's an emerald cantaloupe. It's literally a cantaloupe. Ugh, Jesus. It's just, I mean, like, these recipes are just hot trash. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Pressed brisket of beef. And it <laughs> looks like... <laughs> It looks like they took, what is that? It looks like they took the idea of bacon and put it in jello. It looks like if you had a, um, what's the one, what's the beef, the beef Wellington. It looks like a beef Wellington, only instead of bread, you use jello as the, as the exterior. <laughs> the Californian jello ring. They warned me about this. They said, when you move to California, listen, bud, it's going to be pretty good, but you're going to have to get yourself a Californian jello ring. Oh, I was going to say that it was a totally different, like a totally different warning. Like, hey, listen, when you go to California, it's really cool and all, but you got to be careful because of the California jello ring. Uh, a, a lot of people get wrapped up in the California jello ring and you just don't want anything to do with it. All right. Listen, bud, I know it sounds like a scam, but you're going to want to get earthquake insurance and California jello ring insurance. <laughs> Cause that Jello ring is no joke, man. Oh my god! Pernicious hey. dude in the chat called it beef Jellington, which is absolutely disgusting. 
or like haggis, like a Scottish tradition. It's like, yeah, you know, Hollywood, you're gonna you're gonna meet a lot of famous people. Maybe they invite you over for dinner. Get ready for the California Jello ring. They're gonna get because they no one expects the California Jello ring. The thing is, like, I wonder when Jello was was invented, and it makes me feel like it was invented around this time. And all of these people in the seventies just went batshit crazy for these crazy Jello recipes. They were just like. If I put this liquid in the fridge, it hardens into like a gelatinous, uh, like a gelatinous, like disgusting, not disgusting, I guess, because at the time it's delicious. When you add nothing to like lime jello, if you just make lime jello by itself, that's a solid, that's, that's solid. I like it. <laughs> totally. Sure. It's when you, it's when you start adding cottage cheese and mayonnaise and seafood salad to it. That's where you lose me. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, I'm good. Although I think you could make that argument for just about anything. You'd be like, hey, bud, I want you to try this chocolate. And I'd be like, seems great. You'd be like, all right, I want you to try this chocolate with cottage cheese, mayonnaise. What was the other thing you said? Oh, I got you this Hershey bar, but I want you to put a little of my seafood salad spread on top of it. Can you do that? (laughs) I grated a little onion on top, too, for you. I have two thoughts at once and I don't know what to do. So I'm going to say them both and we'll decide where we go with them. You know, the kind of the kind of people who make this shit are the kind of people who don't peel their bananas in their banana bread. Like these are the same people and they're all serial killers. I think every person who created one of these recipes is a secret serial killer. Yeah, they're the extras in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If I was if I was a detective and I was trying to close old cases. Yeah. The first people I would look for are the, the fucking authors of these recipes. Give me a list of everyone that's bought Jello in the last 24 hours. <laughs> in the last 40 years, I'd be like, we need to go back to the 60s and figure out who wrote this. <laughs> All right, I have two thoughts. One, it's kind of funny you're talking about them like inventing foods in Jello like in the 70s or whatever, right? And I don't actually know when it was invented, but like some, it's an invented food, right? Like it's not just like it grows or whatever. No, you're not like, it's not like milk, you know, where you're like, oh, this comes from a natural source. This is like right. completely... And this is an invention. What a wild ride to go from inventing something where they're like, yeah, dude, you can just fucking make this gelatinous thing and you can put pretty much fucking anything in it. Eat it. You're going to love it. And the 70s is like, oh, fuck. Yeah, bro. Let me try to put some fucking beef brisket in it. But who proposed that? Because it's like a it's like a dessert. Like Jello has always been a dessert for me. It's like it's it's default sweet. Sure. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't. That's 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 the the mullet haircut of of. food things you don't mix no business like, and pleasure you don't you don't put jello in entree it's like if you go to a, if you're like ordering pizza and they're like yeah what do you you're just uh what do you want on your pizza and i'd be like you got any lime jello you can toss on that bitch <laughs> i would just be like uh let's call jets I, I, let's be like I hey don't. listen you did half cheese just like we asked the other half had no lime jello yeah and like last week if i called in and i was like hey I ordered my pizza half pepperoni, half lime jello. I can understand her not wanting to make it because the jello has to chill. You have to you have to grate the garlic into the jello. You have to make sure the seafood salad's mixed in. I get that. That's complicated. But all I wanted was cheese. So it's really I don't, you know, I don't understand the complication here. Hey, Jets, I ordered this whole cheese pizza split with uh peppers on the side, and you just sent me a whole bunch of lime jello. It's like, listen, the orders come from the internet. So when it says lime jello, we send out lime jello. I don't know what you want me to do here. Well, you're a pizza have, place. Give me pizza. It's lime jello today. I don't know what to say. Sir, we have no control over what gets printed out. I'm sorry. We can't. The only thing I could do is I could I, I could send you some lime jello, but I'd have to charge you for it. 
We could maybe send you orange jello. I think I saw some of that. That's more. I, th- I think we have that. It reminds me of the office episode where, where Michael puts uh, Splenda in his scotch. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. And he's walking around the office. It's like when he's, it's like when he's leaving and he's walking around the office and he's like, what are you drinking? Scotch? And he's like, scotch and Splenda <laughs> tastes like Splenda <laughs> kicks like scotch. And I'm like, Oh dear God. That's Michael so Scott. Good. Why? Okay, so I had these two thoughts when we first started talking about Jello, and the first was it's funny that like that was the hype food where they're like, yeah, Jello, fucking make it into anything, and now here we are talking about broccolini where they're like, oh yeah, yeah, no, all right, no, no, no you, you're talking now. about no, you're talking about broccolini. No, there's no broccolini. They're talking hype. about it, Frank. No, there's no broccolini hype sweeping the nation. There it like, is. You know what, guys? Uh, I think broccolini in, in the in the in the 2010s is uh, it's just about as hyped as Jello was in the 70s. I and open I'm gonna up answer- Twitter these days, and the only thing I see in my feed is broccolini. It's it's yeet, and it's kids talking about broccolini. That's, that's my Twitter I feed. I can't it's even all- go on social media anymore. I feel like that's all it is. It started off so wholesome. It started off as a place where I could network with my friends, where I could update them on my life. Now all it is broccolini. RT broccolini. Like broccolini. Share broccolini. <laughs> Retweet broccoli. You know what? I want to be honest with you, man. Um, I feel like you might be following the wrong people on on Twitter or on social media if, if your feed is just full of broccolini. There, or I think your obsession with broccolini might have gone a little too far. I'm gonna be honest with you. Wait, is there another way? Because I just go on and I'll do like Twitter.com/slash broccolini. Is that is that a problem? Is that a Twitter? Now I need to look. No, that's. <laughs> Oh, God. It's like the only thing that could possibly be is like a meme Twitter where someone just literally posts the same image of broccolini every day of the year. And you know, they, it's one of those accounts where they just post the same image every day. Yeah. Or it, that's like someone's nickname. That's like, hey, broccolini, what's going on? And then you're like, well, oh, broccolini. Um, there's two C's in it. Don't let it deceive you. Um, my other thought. Diana is broccolini. Oh, she's 9,000 followers. Dang. Good See, for her. It's everywhere. 9,000 Broc- people care about broccolini. Broccolini's big game. Yep. Um, my other thought about Jello when we first started was um, I've thought about this, and I don't know in my lifetime if I'll ever actually be able to experience this, but it would go one of two ways where it's awesome or you maybe die. Jumping into a pool of Jello. Oh, that is interesting because like you don't know how much tension there's going to be on the surface. You know, what that's I mean? right. I imagine I also, it in my head to be like, this is ridiculous and fun. I also wonder if it's like 500 gallons of gel, like a swimming pool. If the, the elasticity of it would be so great that it would bounce you back out and you'd end up breaking your neck. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want it to be that elastic because I, want... I don't, you'd have to, you'd have to actually fracture the surface in order to kind of sink into it. You know what I mean? Right. And then as soon as you fracture it, like, you know how like, jello like it has like the it kind of just like implodes when you crack into the top like we kind of yeah you're breaking the surface tension right like i mean that's the important part so Um, if you do that then do you just like sink to the bottom and like essentially drown in jello well so here's the thing when we when we make a patreon page this has to be our first patreon goal whereas like if we get x amount andrew will fill a will fill a, a, a swimming pool up with uh up with jello and then Andrew can jump into it, and we'll record it, and we'll you know stream it and see how that goes. If that happens, like talk about dreams coming true and manifestation. If ever 
there is a time where we get to a point where there is a Patreon or a GoFundMe or an anything where a swimming pool could be filled that, with Jello, and I can that jump enables in it. you to do this. Yeah, dreams come true. And that's how you, I think that's how you know. I think that's how you know you've made it, right? You're like, wow. I, I when I started this podcast, I was a boy, but since then, I've taken out a swimming pool and filled it with Jello, and I've become a man. Yeah, dude. Since and now then, I'll be jumping into I it. I could be a motivational speaker with that. No, no. Why? No. Why? I'll go to call. I'll go to high schools, colleges, anything, and they'll be like, "Today we have Andrew Cram. He started a simple podcast with a friend, with nothing in mind as a goal, and by the end of it, they filled a swimming pool with Jello, and he did not die. It was the so, exact right amount of elasticity." After your initial jump, which is the important part, do we get in and just like swim around and kind of like break it up? And then we're just literally swimming with like, because after you break jello, like if you have a solid piece of jello, you can break it up and it gets kind of like crumbly, right? And like kind of, yes. it gets like a, almost like, a, you know, I hate to harken back to the cottage cheese, but it has a kind of like cottage cheese consistency where it's like, it's, it's more of a liquid consistency, but it's like tiny clumps in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not kidding. I'm... I'm afraid that I might die in a pool of jello. If we did this, would we have the... to sur- what's where do you think the death comes from? What's what aspect of it is is causing the death? Okay, you break so a, a swimming pool is what like 8 feet deep or something? No, it's deeper than that. You're uh, 6 feet. An un- are we 12? talking about an underground pool or an yeah, o- above ground like pool? An, like an in-ground pool. It's like 12 call it Depending, 12. it depends on the pool. 10 or 12 feet. So <clears throat> 12 feet seems in. deep. Well, if I'm six foot, like I can go underwater. Yeah. I think it's probably eight. I would say eight, eight-ish maybe. Somewhere between eight to 12 feet of a pool. You jump in and I have this fear that you jump in and then it, it consumes you. Like you break all the layers and, blah, 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 and it, it goes down. And then how do you, how do you swim out? Like it's too. Oh, see, but that's too fucking deep. I'm thinking of an above ground pool. That's like, oh, because like you're thinking of an underground pool, which is almost impossible to do because you can't clean that out when you're done. That's right? my thing. We're, is that's a no, dream that's come ridiculous. true? No, that's not a dream. You're ruining someone's in in ground pool. You can't just set that up. We could go to like the <laughs> pool store, buy an above ground pool, like a, a four or five foot above ground pool, and just fill that. That's so right? much more practical. I imagine seeing, like, no. See, when you say that's the dream, you're talking about a literal dream that you had where you fell asleep. And you have this dream of you're like drowning in a in a pool of jello, like an underground pool of jello. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's not realistic though. Like I think that if you're doing this realistically, we're gonna just buy an above ground pool for a couple hundred bucks, however much they cost. And like because even then, like it's not quicksand where like you're trying to dig your way out of the underground pool. And that's you how just I can't... think about it. That's how I think about it, Frank. You're <laughs> yes, yes, you're painting the picture. No, yes. See, that's terrifying because no, you would just keep sinking because you can't push yourself up exactly right there's no there's no yeah you wouldn't float and you wouldn't push yourself I'm you're gonna so be less of buoyant it. i fear and respect jello all at once I, I don't know i don't know if this is a cause for respecting it but i can't imagine why this is afraid a, a fearful thing for you if it's an underground pool that's taller you could also just not go in the eight foot portion ten foot portion of the pool no that's not an okay option. Well, then you're going to die. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. It's a cannonball straight into a regular home's in-ground swimming pool. I Did you try eating? 
Did you I try imagine the Jello is green? When I think about it, the Jello is green. I think that's also because we've talked about lime Jello quite a bit today, and I feel like that's. Uh, I think that was just subconsciously implanted somehow. Honestly, you might be right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because um, we've lime Jello has been the default Jello of our of our generation. I think, dude, I'm not gonna lie. I've thought about this. Realistically, I'd say I probably think about this every four to five months. I've never thought about it in an above ground pool. That's insane to me because that's the that's what if you watch any YouTube video where someone's doing some kind of pool bullshit like Mentos and Coke or Jello or like the little balls, whatever they do, mm-hmm. like it's always an above ground pool. No one's gonna ruin their their below their underground pool for this bullshit. Like that's the, why no, it's a dream. An underground true, pool though. is that's crazy. That shouldn't make it a dream just because it's harder to do. That's something they do in Dubai. No, They'd they don't in, do that in Dubai. That's they, why it's so nice. They made Dubai. It's a completely man-made place. It's so nice. It's, insane. it's so nice Dubai that you can insane. make a jello swimming, an in-ground jello swimming pool. When our podcast gets big enough, do you want to go to Dubai? If we can go visit an in-ground jello swimming pool. Dan said you should have a snorkel. I think that's a good one. Wait, and then you snorkeling in jello. <laughs> then you're just sucking jello into the snorkel. Yeah, that's no good. No, it's not good. It's it's Yeah, that's every that's four rough. to five months I, I come to this and I, I figure I'm like this would be so special. And I imagine uh, this is actually I could illustrate this pretty well for anybody that watches Stranger Things. I imagine jumping into it, full send cannonball, but then having the apparatus that they that they put on the the people when they go into the upside down. Oh, so they can just pull you back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's common in a lot of movies and films where people are going into areas that they shouldn't. They just, it's even, that's in Ghostbusters even where like you have the rope wrapped around the guy so you can just pull him out. Yep. Exactly. So, I mean, alternatively, just do it in an above ground pool and you'll be fine. I never thought about that. That's unbelievable to me. Like you were so locked in on this crazy, this crazy underground pool dream that like you didn't even think of the alternative, which is more realistic and less dangerous. Some people who make history never settle though. They see their vision and their standard and they don't stop until it's executed. Yeah, but that's not what this is. <laughs> Elon Musk is going to get Wi-Fi on Mars. Just don't die. That's <laughs> You're going to be there with me. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, okay. If your friend was drowning in a pool of jello, would you jump in and help? No, because I would die. <laughs> That's actually pretty wise. I mean, like, so it, it, someone else, I, just eat your way out, you know? Just You can just eat your way out of it. There's no way you could eat that No, so jello. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the full, like, if you're, in a, if you're in an underground pool, right, and you're drowning, you can't push yourself up, just go to the fucking shallow end of the pool. I never thought about that. <laughs> It's not a pit that's 10 feet in all, like, in every area. It's 10 feet deep, and that's it. Like, pools have, have they have shallower areas, and not, they lead to, to what's known as stairs where you can climb out. I'm not kidding. I, like, I really do think about this every four to five months. and Not very time, much, apparently. Well, no, but it's just one action. It's just me running in a bathing suit, like, running just like when you're going swimming with your pals, and you're running, and I'm doing a cannonball, and I'm jumping into the pool, and then it's, and the jello is, you know, like you're just, and it's a crazy cool feeling, but then you're stuck at the bottom. So you're probably so locked into the terrifying feeling of of this happening that you're like, you're probably just in like 
in panic mode where you can't actually logically think of a way out. You're just like, oh, fuck, I'm stuck here. Well, yes and no, because I think about it as being fun. I think about what's it feel like to like rip through the jello. Like, like I feel like it would be like a crazy cool sensation. It feels but like you're like, like like a cartoon character who's falling down a ladder and uh-huh. every foot breaks the like a rung of a ladder. So it's like, yes. Yeah, yes. that's what it that's what it strikes me as. But yeah. then I always come back to it. I'm like, ah, oh, but Andrew, it's not worth it because you'll get stuck in that pool of jello and you'll drown. And then I'm just like, all right, I'll think about something else now. And that's it. I like that I've come up with two two solutions for you just tonight. So I'm, I'm really Dude, glad I could do that for you. Legit. I I started a bucket list and I'm adding I'm going to add this to it. We'll keep it in mind for the future episodes. I can't find sometimes in my notes I can search it. And then other times I can't, but I'm gonna... I think we should wrap it up here though. Cause we're at about an hour. Oh yeah. We're at an hour. That's great. Cool. That's perfect. That's what are we titling it? Are we titling it? Googling things or. I mean, we can, we can talk about that after. Yeah. That's we don't have, we don't have to talk about the semantics of the, of the, of the management of the podcast at the end of the podcast. Did you know it on the first episode of the podcast? Um, I really like it and I don't want to change it, but on like the description on the first episode, have you read it? No, I'll have to go read it. It says, I'm leaving the description part to Frank. Something about No, oh yeah, I changed away. that. No, I no, no, it's that. there. It's there. Oh it's my just God. still there. But leave it. It's so funny. Yeah, that's good. I like that. It's it's it. I think it, it personifies the spirit of the podcast very well. Yeah, I like it a bunch. All right, well, All we right. did another episode four. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, yeah, or Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. Is that what it's called now? Yeah, iTunes. iTunes is going through a really interesting thing because Apple Music is Apple Music, Apple Podcasts is Apple Podcasts, and I think iTunes is damn near discontinued. That's weird, and because yeah. it's also Google Podcasts, which we are on, and uh, Stitcher, right? So Stitcher, mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, basically where podcasts are found. I think it trickles to the smaller ones too. It should. I would hope so. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate you guys. Are wonderful. And we will see you next week. Bye. Okay, I stopped recording.